Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is August 25th, 2019, and I have no idea what number this podcast is because I really don't care. I am, in fact, Lindsay Evanoff, even though I sound like some nasally actor who I don't know who to mention. I tried Googling it, but it took too much time. And with me is my co-host, Jerry Evanoff. All right. I'm just going to inject a couple things. Um, I had thought the last person we talked about with was Harvey Firestein, so that seemed like a good actor to compare you to. And this is podcast number 42, and everyone should know what 42 means. It's the answer to everything in the entire world. Except so this podcast, that's the dumbest movie ever. Don't say that. People like that movie. They can like it. I don't have to. <laughs> um, that makes that makes this podcast the the most important co- podcast uh, of the whole series. Oh, great! And much, I'm sick, and it's downhill <laughs> from here too. So, um, hello everyone. I I'm good. Also, I'm not sick, but I'm just too lazy to find a good actor. <laughs> with an easily so Harvey Firestein. It is. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. At least it's um, not Fran Drescher. Yeah, we. That, that, I would quit the podcast right now if, if you sounded like Fran Drescher. I can't stand her. Um, okay, so going into this week, I am up to eight thousand eight. Oh, 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 no! Wait. Let me start with my stats. I like okay. saying that. Uh, I'm currently sitting at eighteen thousand nine hundred and thirty-nine words. I am up five hundred and thirty-six words from last week, which is actually less than I thought. But I did take the ending of one chapter and move it to the beginning of the next chapter, but I haven't actually done the next chapter yet. So I pulled a bunch of words out and haven't really rewritten them yet. So that's probably why I probably added more words than 536, but I lost a few also. So when you write your books, do you um, have each chapter mapped out or do you kind of write the book and then put the chapters in later? No, I'm, I am like, I map everything out. Um, ah. The way th- this novella was a little different because I tried to pants it. And after I finished the first, first draft, I guess it would be the second draft if it was if there's no such thing as a first, the first, first one, draft. The <laughs> yeah, the second first draft would really be the second draft. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> I realized how really terrible it was, and then I sat down and plotted it out. My first book, what I did was I built the bulletin board in the back room. I got note cards, and I wrote like I found this um, YouTube video, and I think I've linked to it before, but I found this YouTube video that said, "Here are 27. Here are the 27 chapters." That, that should make up a book. Mm-hmm. And it was because I had no idea. I think like you've said the last few podcasts, I had no idea what I was doing in terms of what should be in this book. Yeah. So I found this this um, YouTube video that said, here are 27 chapters. And then it divided into thirds, which was perfect because then you could have a begin, middle and end. And then it divided each of the nine into thirds, giving you a begin, middle, and end of each section. And then it divided each three into thirds. So mathematically, it all worked out. Uh Um, There was a great place for a midpoint. So I wrote out 27 chapters. uh, And I basically wrote one or two sentences. I put them up on the bulletin board. I put them in an order that I wanted it. And it was like, here are all the things that I want to happen during this book. So I may have had 15, right? I put them in order. And then I said, okay, I need 12 more. And I looked at what the person in the YouTube video said, and I tried to come up with a storyline that would work for each of those sections I had left out. And then once I was done, I went back and added a couple more chapters just to make, you know, some of the longer ones, split them into two good places for cliffhangers. And then what I did is I took those note cards and I copied each one of them into Google documents and I expanded each one of them to like paragraphs instead. And then by the time I was done, I had like an 18 page outline where I could take each chapter and just expand it out and make it bigger. So I kind of wrote it from like the, the inside out. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense or not, but in my head, it's like each chapter like expanded yeah. um, into a bigger chapter. So that's kind of what I did. This one's a little different, but. Um, Cause Sean Coyne says that there's going to be 15. Um, 15 uh, like things that have to happen in each book. What's I forget what he calls yeah, it's them. Like, it's going to be like 15 scenes because you need scenes for each of these things. Yeah, what does he call those? The um, the, the they're like the scenes that happen in every story, 
obligatory yeah. scenes. That's what he calls them. Yeah. The 15 obligatory scenes. Like, for example, in a romance, you know, the kiss at the end would be one of them. And the, 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 yeah. the well, first like meeting the, would be one. The couples meet, the first kiss or whatever the intimacy is going to be. And yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk yeah, about that book I, later. Did you Google that? Did you ever look up like what are the obligatory scenes for romance? Yeah. And I found, you know, some people say that there's five. Some people say that there's seven. You know, they're all basically the same. It just depends on how you break them down. My book has all of them, thankfully. So I don't have to go back and really add too much. But I've, I've read enough romance that. I'm- did you did you um did it have did it have all of them the first time you went in and looked for them or did it have some and then you had to go back and add some of them? No, it had all of them. Yeah, that's because that probably how much you've read and Yeah. I think yeah. it was just kind of second nature to put them in there because I knew having read so much romance, I just knew kind of how it was supposed to go anyway. So I think I was missing a couple. Me, I, knew, I knew something. <laughs> there you go. You uh you you subliminally learned it. Um, <laughs> I, I think I had all but maybe two or three of them. And but the thing for me is that I go back to is I always go back to Star Wars because I I know that movie without I could probably recite it right now without even turning it on. Yeah. Um. So I know that like the the when Luke says I'm not going with you to to um whatever that cantina is called that I can't think of right now. See, I told you I could recite it. Um. <laughs> and and Obi Wan says you have to go, and he says I'm not going with you. That's the refusal of the call. And then his yeah his aunt and uncle get killed. Spoiler alert. And, um, and now he, he says, okay, now I can go. That's the acceptance of the call. You know, all those things exist. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have garbage out in front of my house, like old, like a lamp that doesn't work and furniture and stuff. And I just looked to my left and I saw somebody just carrying away the lamp that by yeah. the way, doesn't work. And it isn't in one piece. It's weird what people take when you put it out by your street. Sorry oh, about that. I just oh, looked that way and shiny things and sell it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so so that's that. This book was a little bit different. This novella was a little different. Where I started off trying to be a pantser, which I will never do again. And um, <laughs> I think if I would have actually plotted it to begin with, I'd I'd be closer to being done by now. Yeah. Plus the the four weeks I lived in Nebraska kind of hurt too. So um, yeah. So what about you? Where are your stats? Um, mine haven't changed. It's basically the same. I I'm still working on um going from first person to third person. So I've just been kind of going through the the chapters and doing that. And if I find something that is just really bad, I'll go ahead and adjust it. But I'm trying not to do too many edits right now. Um, so my word count is basically the same. Hang, okay. Hanging out right at about 64,300. So is that what you did last week, just each day? I mean, what, how were your days last week? See how I subtly tried to get us into last week's recap and it just yeah, sounded I know. I, I like that segue. That was really good. Um, it was pretty bad. I wanted to keep practicing that. Yeah, uh, no <laughs> so I spent most of the week um, reading Sean Coyle's The Story Grid book. Coin. Oh, coin. Sorry. Yeah. I have it written wrong here. I'm sick. Give me a break. <laughs> anyway, I only have one more section to read. Um, and I'm probably going to have to reread the book because he does a lot of more about that later. I'll explain that later. Well, I don't know what you're talking about if you if you explain it to me later. So now I'm at the end of the book and I'm seeing all these words that he said he was going to explain later. So now I need to go back and reread because I don't remember why I was supposed to know them. So I'll probably I, I spent most of the week reading that book, but also um, I'm still looking for another job. Um, it has to be remote. If it's not remote, then I probably just won't work. Um but I also I, – there's a lot of jobs for teaching English as a foreign language. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of TEFL, which stands for Teaching English as a Foreign Language. Oh, so so I signed up for this um, TEFL training, and it's just a, a certification. And then I can get a job from home. Um, I, I inter- or, um, applied for a couple of them to uh, teach little Chinese kids between the ages of 5 and 11 Um how to speak English. Is that, is that on Skype? How do you do that? Yeah. So it, it would be Skype. I mean, I haven't got any of the jobs yet. I've just applied. I actually have an interview for one of them on September 16th, but um, you Skype in and they have it like a, like a lesson plan blackboard. So I wouldn't have to make any lesson plans. Um, but then, you know, there's the blackboard has like arrows where you can point to things or you can draw on it, but it's Skype face to face. So, you know, you can talk to the kids too. And basically just help them because um, in China, they teach English um, in schools. And so this is like parents who want tutoring for their kids, I guess you could call it. They sign up at this company and then people like me 
get on there and help the kids along. So um, I've been working on the TEFL training. I want to get it done before September 16th because in order to start that job, I would need to have the certification in hand. And it's based out of Dublin, Ireland. So um, it'll take about, after I finish the training, it's going to take another 30 days to even get the certificate. So if I can at least finish the training, then when I do the interview and she says, do you have your certificate? I can say, no, but it's in the mail. So get a leg up. So I spend the day working and, um, you know, work has drastically decreased since the end of this contract is coming up. Um, so I tend to work on the TEFL training at the same time because why not? So I do that what during my work day. Do you have anything else to do? I mean, no, I mean, in the past, if we were slow, I would, you know, read investigative guidance or just make sure I have all of my guidance in order so that when people call in and ask me questions, then I know exactly where to find the answer. So I was always kind of studying while I was working. I don't need to study anything anymore because as of September 13th, I'm done working and that's the end of that. So I've been working on the TEFL training and finding a new job. I'm applying. I try to apply at about three places a day. Um, so between the, the story grid book and the TEFL training and just kind of changing my book from first person to third person, my days are pretty full. I stay busy. Okay. What about you? How far, how far along are you with changing it from first person to third person? Uh, there's 30 chapters and I'm in 17. Oh, so, so you're more than halfway over halfway. Yeah. Okay. What, um, what does the mom have of yours? She has the prequel. Oh, okay. How and far she is she has, along with that? Do you know? She still has two more sections to do. I think um, she did section seven today and there's nine. Okay. So, But I haven't gone back and looked at it. I haven't cha- made any of her changes or suggestions. I'm just kind of setting that aside until I edit book one and then I'll go back to it. Have you um, have you looked into anything else about a cover for either of those books? No, um, not since that the person I told you I emailed um, when we talked about it last week. Um, I'm not set. This, this title isn't set in stone. I think once I do at least this first edit, then I'll have a better idea. But I think I want to name the prequel, even though the prequel is not going to be published. It's not going to be in paper form. Um, it's just going to be an electronic version. Um, I'm going to give it a name, but I'm not going to worry about a cover for it. It's just going to be. Well, how are you going to deliver it? Um, email. Hmm, so, I think we need to get a cover. So my my plan is um, all of my subscribers um, will get it a couple of weeks before book one comes out. And then when book one comes out, I'll just put it on my website for everyone. Okay, so there is a this and I'm going to I'm, I'm telling you this for the benefit of your subscribers. It's going to be a little more work for you, but there is a website, this whole book funnel thing that I've talked about these book funnel promos. Well, what book funnel actually does is book funnel. You put, you can create an electronic copy of your book. Like I, I would use draft to digital to create an electronic copy of my book. Um, so I upload the word doc, I upload the cover. Um, and, and then it creates that, that file, that Moby file or whatever the other one is. I can't remember off the top of my head. And um, then you take that file and you upload it to BookFunnel and it creates it. Now, BookFunnel is a subscription service. You pay for them. Mm -hmm. It's not a free service. And then what you do is you send the link to the BookFunnel to your subscribers. This is what I'm going to do in a few weeks. You you send the link of that BookFunnel, of that book from BookFunnel to your subscribers. Then what they do is they click on that link and it allows them to download a version of the book that will work on whatever device they read on. So if oh. they read on a Kindle, they can download a Kindle one. If they read on a Nook, they can download a Nook version. Because here's the thing. I don't know how many people that you that are subscribers are going to want to open a PDF on their computer and read. Think about where you read. I mean, do you want to sit at your computer or your laptop? Maybe your tablet I could see opening a PDF, yeah. but I don't read that way. And if somebody sent me a PDF and said, here's my, I probably wouldn't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the benefit of your subscribers, you should probably get try to do the best you can to get them an actual yeah. thing. I that didn't even know like that was book. a possibility. So, yeah. all right. I made it. Yeah, that's how I'm going to send out. That's how I'm going to send out my novella when it's done. And this is, is why I waited out. until you published before I got started. Sure, It makes sense. I'll <laughs> do all the hard all work. The work. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're going to make more money than me. I hope you know that romance so. makes more money. So you're going to make more money than I don't, but I mean, I hope you make it a penny less than me. We'll It'll be that. the first time in history that I've made more money than you. So, well, except for the the two thousands, 
Well, I wasn't working then. Oh, good point. So I was making a fraction more than you because I sucked. You were making like a penny more than me. Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible time in my life. Anyway, um, so let's see. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, even if it's one of the, you know, that go on right.com where you can buy a cover for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, I would definitely look into, um, something like that. Uh, you know, I think I, we had talked about it last week just to get it, just to get a cover on there. Uh, and then you could write, see, the thing about that is what you would do is you could put in that book, you could have like front matter that, that says, you know, thanks for buying my book. Um, you could have back matter that says, okay, you've read this. And you can actually link directly to your Amazon site and say, here's where you can go buy it or here's where you can go borrow it if you're doing yeah. KU. You know, so I really think that that novella should be more than just a PDF because it's really it's really like a marketing tool. It's not yeah. – obviously, you're creating a, a, a you know a work of art. I held up air quotes. And you're um, – <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you want people to read it and you want them to come to your – but the reason you're – creating is because you want them to come to your site. You want them yeah. to subscribe to your mailing list. You want them to, and you want them to buy book one. So right. you should make it as, as close to an actual novel, if not treated exactly like a novel as you can. So yeah, well, I didn't even, I wasn't even going to write any sort of prequel because it just wasn't in my head. The story was in my head, but not a prequel. And then I watched somebody's YouTube video and I wish I would have written down whose it was, but it was marketing strategies and um, one of the things that they said was create something to hook your reader. And a lot of times that's a backstory. And then, you know, because then your readers can learn about your characters without putting a whole lot of fluff in the book about it. I mean, your book still has to have some character development, obviously, but there's going to be this whole backstory. And they were saying that they um, that's how they get their readers hooked and they sell a lot of books. So I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. So then I started thinking of a backstory that would work for the book. And, and there was a couple times when mom said, maybe you should put this in the book. Cause I kind of feel like you're cheating the readers and I understand her point of view. Um, but that's not the book. That's just kind of like before it happens. If you look at, you know, the whole story arc, that, that Sean Coyne talks about, you know, you have your beginning, you have your middle and you have your end. And that prequel just wouldn't fit in there. It would make the book long and boring, I think, because that's, it's not the point of the book. So, so, um, I, I would, I would even say that, um, you're not necessarily cheating the readers of your novel. Right. You're, you're, you're rewarding the people who signed up for your mailing list by yeah. giving them a little bit extra, which is what you really should be doing anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I, I would of, say that's kind of where I am with it. And, I, and like I said, I understand mom's point of view. It's just not, it, it just wouldn't fit in correctly to the book. Right. But she hasn't read yeah. the book yet. So, you know. Right. Okay. So um, last week I had a somewhat normal week. I don't really have normal weeks anymore. I used to have normal weeks back in like May. Um, I think my first real normal week is going to be uh, the, after I get back from the next trip I have to take which we'll talk about in a little while. Mm -hmm. um, and that will be in, uh, next Tuesday, but that's like a holiday week for us. So the following week, maybe the week after the NFL season starts, right around the 16th, whatever week that is, right around the time that you're not working anymore, that'll be my yeah. first normal work, work week in a while. So um, this week though, Monday, I wrote at lunch like normal. It's a two-hour lunch on Mondays because I do yoga in the afternoon, which I like. Um, Tuesday, the, the thing about this week that was weird was that the earliest I was home on any of the days was like 6.45 in the, in the oh evening. Oh my gosh. It's With the exception bedtime. of the fact that I did work from home Wednesday, but I left, you know, right after work. So, so Monday was right at lunch, two hours, uh, yoga in the evening. Tuesday I did not. Okay. So Tuesday was a little different. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays are going to be changing. So I've been saying to you guys for months and months, Tuesday, um, I write at lunch. I have golf, uh, in the, in the winter it was, I write at lunch. I have bowling. So, um, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays are going to change this past Tuesday. I did not write. They, they started, we started up this thing at lunch where we have four or five people that get together and just play like board games. And I like doing that. So I did That's that fun. this Tuesday. Yeah. It's, but it, it's always the, it's not like monopoly. It's not like the games we played when we were kids. It's like the nerdy ones that the nerdy people play. Cause I'm kind of nerdy. So this week we played this one that I really didn't like, um, cause it was a team game. You're playing against the board and I would rather play against the people that I'm sitting around. Yeah. So it was fine. I'm, I, I forget what it's called. Um, what's it called? Pandemic. That's what it was called. It's called Pandemic was the name of this game. And um, and we won. Like the four of us won. 
and the board lost. How do I taunt the board? I don't, I don't know what to do with it. So <laughs> you can't smack talk the board. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so I actually, because we played the game though, I was able to leave work a little bit earlier. I went over to the golf course and sat for about four, 45 minutes and actually finished a chapter, which was nice. Um, Wednesday I worked from home because I had a doctor's appointment. It turns out I have a trigger finger in my thumb, which is wonderful. I have pills and cream and pain and it's awesome. Did mom um, I have did a go- finger that she had fixed? Yeah, she had surgery on it. He told me that if the stuff doesn't work, potentially if I wanted to, I could go get an x-ray and then have surgery. But I don't know if I want to or not. So I can handle pain. I, I don't really care about pain as long <laughs> as it's not too bad because pain hurts. Um, so then Wednesday, I, wor- I had the doctor's appointment. I rode at lunch. Um, and then I worked until my computer died because I forgot to bring my power my power cable home from work. And I have one of those external batteries that I take with me to, to uh, vacations so that I can charge my laptop up. And I used that, but that wasn't charged up either because I took it with me to Scotland and never <laughs> plugged it in. So I got one charge out of it. And then at like 3.15, it was this race against the clock to get everything done before my laptop died. Yeah. And I actually didn't. So I had to get on this, my cell phone with one of my coworkers and be like, do this, now do this. Okay, we're good. And I'm done. Done for the day. So um, that was nice. And then Thursday, I did yoga. And then I drove from work to a bar in downtown Cleveland and did a fantasy draft. And then Friday I rode at lunch and had another fantasy draft in the evening. Did you see my snap um, yesterday where I snapped Tim and Sean playing basketball? Yeah. I wasn't sure who I saw Sean. I wasn't sure who the other guy was because it was kind of fast. Oh, I thought Um, you were going to say fat. (laughs) No, I didn't even know who it was. It was Um, Tim. Yeah. Um, Oh, you look tall. Oh, that's never something he's never heard before. Were you sitting on the ground? I was, yeah, the, their, their driveway is up higher than the ground I was standing yeah, on. Yeah, that's probably why he looked tall yeah. then. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out who the two fools were. Yeah, that was Sean and Tim uh, mm-hmm. playing basketball, which at our age, I don't think, and at our age and their shape, I don't know if that's a good thing for either of us. Um, <laughs> so then Saturday, I did not go right in the morning because I had to get a furniture delivery in the morning, which was nice. But I did go in the afternoon and work on some more chapters. And then today I haven't done anything yet, but after this podcast, I'm going to go out and work on my book and I got some errands I have to run. I'm going to get a haircut in preparation for my next trip. Um, so that was my wanna, week. Do you want to talk about your next trip or do you want to wait? We'll wait. We'll wait. Until, I, I don't really want to spill that those beans until uh, I haven't had to talk about a trip in a few weeks and I don't really feel like talking about it yet. So <laughs> we'll wait. Um, we have, we have, do you have news? Yeah. So um, my, my new friend, Kat Bammer, remember she Great emailed name. me a while amazing ago? Name. I'm going to use it in my book. I feel like a cat is going to be, not a cat, but the name cat is going to be in my book somewhere. Nice. I don't know if it's going to be the prequel or the book, but she's emailed me twice. She's like my biggest fan, you know? We should Um, use the same name and in like, I'll use it in my book. You use it in yours. And then at some point, if we want to cross over our series, we should be good. (laughs) Depends on the character, I think. But yeah, totally. Sure. Um, anyway, she emailed me again, second one. And cause in last week's podcast, I was talking about save the cat and kind of how that works into a romance. And she suggested, um, a book called romancing the beat by Gwen Hayes. Um, and it's basically save the cat for the romance genre. So, um, I'm going to start that as soon as I'm done with the, uh, the story grid book so thank oh. you cat for sending that out i've already ordered it um amazon they delivered it it's on my desk downstairs so um i'm definitely gonna dig into that and i i really appreciate the email with the the suggestion does she listen um she said in her email that she listened to last week's podcast and that's how she knew i was confused <laughs> oh, excellent. hi cat i love your name it's great you use it in my book <laughs> so uh uh what's your news Okay. So I don't have much either. Um, because of the fact that I was pretty much not home all week, other than the writing, I really didn't do much of anything else. I did. Um, I remember mentioning last week that I emailed the happy book reviews people about reviews and like, what can I do and what should I expect? Like I, I, cause I still have nothing other than the one that I got from somebody I know. Um, well, you pseudo know. Yeah. It's like a no in law. Like I know it's like a, (laughs) a two degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing. Yeah. Um, but I still haven't gotten anything from them and I don't really know. I feel like I just threw $25 in a garbage can. Like if I, even if I got one review, I'd be happy. So I don't really know. And, and I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know what response I should expect or if I should even expect one, yeah. but I haven't got anything from there. Now the, the big news that I did have this week was when I was driving home on Thursday, on Wednesday from the doctor's office, 
it was about, I don't know, 10, 10 30 in the morning. And I remember I was getting off the exit and I was trying to figure out which way I was going to go because the world has currently been enveloped by road construction. Um, well, you are in Ohio. Yeah, no doubt. I honestly, and I, I have not said this out loud before, but I honestly think that road construction is a scam that the, the local or the state governments use to, to funnel money from one place to another because there is so much of it. And like the turnpike area that, that I have here, there's a 23 mile stretch of turnpike that I drive, that I could potentially drive every day if I wanted to, to go to work, but I bypass it because it's, it's 75, it's what a dollar 75 one way, which is ridiculous. But there's always some portion of that 23 miles under road construction every single year. Yeah. And I just want to, I don't understand like, why do they keep working on the same pieces of roads? And now the entire city that I live in is under road construction. Two bridges are closed. The entire downtown is torn apart. And I just want to be like, the, they were fine. Like what's, what's and didn't going on some here? backhoe or something fall into the river? Oh, I don't know. Did that happen? I saw it on Facebook. It was just like this little news clip that um, the bridge down by subway um, a, a backhoe or a, something fell into the river. Well, I'll have to look that up. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, like when I went to the dentist last Friday, it, it's like four minutes for me to get from one side of town to the other. But because they decided to not to do, we have two bridges that connect one side of town to the other. And they decided to do both of them at the same time. It's brilliant. We, it's so stupid. And I just, again, I just think that you know, somebody, I think the mom had told me, you know, Ohio got a grant to do all this road construction, all these bridges or something a couple of years ago. And that's what's going on. But again, I'm just going to stick with my theory because I'm such a cynic and I don't like government that, um, I'm like the Ron Swanson, which you don't get that reference, but I'm like the Ron Swanson <laughs> of, of p- people I know. I don't really know how to finish that sentence. Um, cause I just think that all government is corrupt and I just think that their road construction is just the way they funnel money. Anyway, I don't be. know why I got onto that rant. Um, because uh, you uh, were going to talk gonna look about at the outline. on your way home from the oh, doctor's. Yeah. So I was on my way home from the doctor's office and um, I was sitting there thinking about book four um, because I, I know how it starts. I know how it ends, but I couldn't figure out what the middle would be. And I, I want to have, I, I know this big, this big event I want to have, I want to have in the middle of it, but I didn't, I didn't know why. And in, you know, if you've read the end of book one, you know what happens and I have to get them from the end of book one to the beginning of book seven, which sounds weird. And book four is what's going to do that. And I was just driving and I think I was talking out loud, which I tend to do a lot when I drive. I just mute my radio and talk out loud. And, um, and You're it kind of best friend. What? You're your own best friend. I really am. Um, I'm the only person I trust. I'm like the Dwight Schrute of this place. Um, <laughs> so, so it just hit me out of nowhere what, what I'm going to do. And I was so happy in it, like three or four things fell into place. And then I started thinking about how I can inject a few things into my novella to make book four make sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, and I got home and I started write. I had to write it down really quick before I forgot it. And now it just makes me want to finish this stupid novella faster so that I can edit book two and three faster so that I can and write get this on stupid with it. Yes. Four. I know it's this novella, which was supposed to be a 12,000 word, give it out to my, my, uh, newsletter people for free and that's all it was going to be has turned into this 25,000 word 115 page book that I'm going to give away to my newsletter people I'm going to use it for book funnel promos and the other ones but I'm also going to put it up online for 2.99 and I have that means I have to look at the cover and maybe reconfigure how the cover looks it's like this this novella has turned into a book like yeah. instead of taking me a month to write and a couple weeks to get edited and then get out there it's you know we're four or five months past when I started it and it's actually going to be book two in the series. It's not going to be book two, but it's going to be a book in the series. Oh God, I'm tired. I'm tired just talking about it. Well, I don't think it would have taken you as long if you didn't spend six years in Nebraska. That's true. I did live in Nebraska for a month, and then I went to Scotland for two weeks right after that. Yeah, you know, I basically spent seven weeks not necessarily writing like I had been writing. You know, yeah. the the two years before that, and it really um, threw me for a loop. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, just going back to the, um, the book reviews, I posted something on Facebook on my author page. I don't know if you saw it, but it was kind of like, um, a little grid of why reviews are important to authors because the average Joe, I don't think knows how important reviews are for authors. I certainly didn't know, um, until I started researching it. And so I found, I don't know, maybe like a half a dozen memes on what book reviews do for authors and how it helps authors get, um, you know, product out to 
their fans. Um, and so I posted it and um, your name's in it. I don't know if you saw it. I it did. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it come yeah. up. I was going to steal it probably. You can share it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I'm going to send a newsletter out today. I was going to do it last week and I didn't, but I want to send a newsletter out and I want to announce to the, the newsletter people that my, the price of my book is going to go up in the next couple of weeks. So they should buy it now if they want to buy yeah. it. Um, but I was going to talk about the first thing I was going to talk about in the newsletter was, Hey, if you, if you read my book, can you please give me a review? And here's why. I don't know how I was going to take the graphic because that would make for a really big newsletter screen. But I was going to talk about some of the things that were in that actual post. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you can I reconfigure see it. it. I I have like five or six I think memes that I just randomly found one day. Um, it, you know, I just searched it in five minutes and that's what I found. Um, but I think maybe like once a month, I'm going to post one just to kind of keep it in my followers heads, how important reviews are to an author. Um, cause I don't think that's, that's not something that's known, you know, so how long have you been shopping on Amazon? Oh gosh. Yeah. Guess. I, um, 2010. No, before that. 2005. I would say probably closer to 2004, 2005. Have you ever left a review on any product you've ever bought? No. Neither have I. Never. Yeah. And it's like, I start thinking about that now and I'm thinking, wow, I've never reviewed anything. No wonder it's so hard to get people to do it. Like I'm a pretty frequent Amazon shopper and I've never, I've, I've read so many books that I bought, bought off Amazon. I've never left a review. Yeah. And it's like, I feel and, like and I now thinking back, I feel guilty about it. Like, dang, I suck. Yeah. Look at all the people I could have helped. Maybe my review would have put something over the edge for them. I just, <laughs> I just looked I, up my first order on Amazon. Yeah. 2003. 2003. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try to get mine at the same time while we're talking here. Um, I made one order and it was for the book. Oh. How ironic is that? Boots on the ground. Um, oh, I think I, you bought, wait, did you buy that for me? I, I may have because um, – so Jeremy deployed in 2003, 2003, 2004. This book is called Boots on the Ground, A Month with the 82nd Airborne in the Battle for Iraq. Um, it's by Carl Zinsmeister. Um, it's a fantastic book, and Jeremy's unit is is featured in the book. And uh, Carl Zinsmeister actually went to the uh, Barnes & Noble in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I bought – half a dozen books and I had him sign them and then I sent them out to people oh, okay. just because Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy's not mentioned in it, but his unit is talked about in the book. That was my very first. And did I leave a review? No, but that was my very first Amazon purchase ever. Mine was also a book. I'm starting to notice a pattern with us. <laughs> We're nerds. Um, yeah, we really are. And actually this, this is, this is not going to dispel the myth that I'm a nerd. Uh, the very first purchase I made on Amazon was... Oh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Mystery Science Theater. No, it wasn't Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> okay. No. It was more nerdy than that. Um, oh, geez. It's a book called Microsoft Visual Basic .NET Programming for the Absolute Beginner. And I bought that in 2004 because I was getting into .NET programming at the time. And I think I fell asleep a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, and I bought it. I, I, it looks like it's probably in December of 2004, maybe a little bit before that. Um, and I, I'm sure I didn't leave a review either. In fact, you can click on a button right beside it that says write a product review. And like, I never did. So, I feel like I should just go back and start writing reviews. Yes. Every order, I'm going to go back and just, except for the stuff like gardening for con with conifers. I, I didn't buy that for me. No, that was a Christmas present. Clearly, Yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking no, at I, I, I read a lot of books and I buy a lot of books from Amazon, whether it's for my Kindle or the actual book. Um, I, I mean, obviously I could leave a review for your book, but it would get pulled. Yeah. Um, so what's the point? But right. um, yeah. Anyway, that all started because I tagged you. Well, I didn't tag you. I mentioned your name in a Facebook post about the importance of reviews. Yeah. That's, that seems to be the hardest part of this whole process. Like, I've gotten newsletter subscribers over the last few weeks, one every now and then, but still just that one review. And it's like, well, what, I don't know how to get them. I, I listened to a podcast called, um, the, uh, the sell, well, golly, sell more book show. And it's with Brian Cohen and Jim Kukrell. And actually Jim Kukrell is the one who, who runs the happy book reviews. So okay. he talks about the last few, and I didn't listen to last week's yet, but over the past few weeks before that, he's talked about how his summer project is to get more reviews on the the nonfiction book that he just wrote. I believe it's called Unskippable. 
And um, his whole thing was, I'm trying to get reviews. Now he has a much larger platform than me. So I think it probably is easier because he has a bigger newsletter. He has a podcast that a lot of people listen to. And yeah. he has, you know, he has a lot of friends in the industry that probably could retweet things for him if they need it, if they need him to, you know, I, I still don't have that. You still don't have that, but he's still taught. And, and with all of those things that he has, he's talked about how hard it is to get those reviews. So, um, I don't know if there's an answer to that other than it's almost like you just grind away and, yeah. and they come in organically, probably just easier to begging. do that. What's that? Just keep begging. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. That's right. Yeah. And I think, I think that's probably going to be a newsletter thing where I would have to guess that the, the majority of the reviews I get come from me each week asking newsletter people, not necessarily each week, but each time yeah. I send one out asking newsletter people to please leave me a review. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to have to be, I don't want to put that. I think what I need to do is start sending more newsletters out maybe once every two weeks. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I can always come up with stories. I can tell stories about my life. I have a pretty <laughs> wacky past 20 years of my life, but, um, but I think, and I don't want to start off every newsletter with please leave a review. You know, I had this idea in my mind back many, many months ago when I started talking about doing a newsletter where it was going to be like this. You know, imagine if you're if you're somewhere and somebody actually hands you a printed newsletter where it's got, um, you know, boxes on the left that denote this, and then down in the bottom right hand corner, you know, latest news, and then over on the right side, email addresses of people. You know, it's like this structured thing. But then yeah. when I wrote my first one, it was just me write like I was writing an email. It was like yeah. paragraphs. Like I didn't because I'm afraid that somebody who doesn't have um, a good email system. And I think everybody does, but what if there are people who can't read HTML, they only want text, then a lot of stuff they're going to, it's going to be left out. So I'm still working on not only writing a newsletter, but how I want to write a newsletter. I still can't figure that out. I'm signed so up to maybe a today. Few different I have, I don't... What's that? No, go ahead. I'm signed up for um, a few different people's, um, newsletters, um, a couple authors, but then other areas of my life that I enjoy. Um, and they're all kind of paragraph, like, like just reading an email. That's just kind of how they are. There's nothing like, you know, back, remember when we were in high school, we had the tiger tattler. Do they still have that? I wonder. I don't know. So it's like set up, like you were saying, this column has this and this column has that, but I haven't seen an email newsletter set up like that. And I probably get four or five a week. Yeah, me either. Um, because what I yeah, that's yeah, I, I what I wanted to do was have a section there where it was like, here's books I read, which I'm still gonna do. I actually downloaded a book series a couple of days ago that I'm gonna start reading. Yeah. Um, and so now it looks like like we said, it's just gonna be a paragraph form. So where do I put the please leave reviews? I mean, I feel like it should be first, but if I think if the reader sees that first every week, after about three times, they'll just stop looking at it. Yeah. So it's gotta be mixed in. You really have to be well, what's the word to use here? Manipulative. <laughs> but not in a douchey I'm way. Say creative. Okay, both creative, right? But not in a used car salesman type way to uh -huh. to get people to read your newsletter. Because um, I don't read every newsletter I get. I get a bunch of them a week, also. And I, don't, mm -hmm. I read some of them, but I don't read all of them. And some of the ones I read, I don't even read the whole thing. So, yeah, there's really it's. I, I guess one of the things I wanted to do this year, back when I made those 2019 goals, was create was uh, go through that. Um, what is that? What's that called when you're selling your, your advertising, um, that whole art of getting people to, to, to look at your stuff. Um, I can't remember the word right now. It's 10. We don't usually do the podcast this early in the morning and my brain probably <laughs> isn't awake yet. Um, something writing, something writing, uh, it's not screenwriting, um, copywriting, something like that. Okay. So, so you have to be able to write this creative copy. If you want a good follow, go to, um, Facebook and join Brian Meeks group. Um, that he doesn't have, he has an advertising for authors. It's Brian Meeks, M E E K S. Um, I insulted him once in the 20 books, Facebook group a couple years ago because he asked me to, and it made me laugh. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, I won one of the, I won his contest. I won his $500 advertising course in 2017. And, uh, I was, I went to see him afterwards and he goes, you know, I never put the link in here. Can you do me a favor? And just in the 20 books thread, just talk about how bad I am at my own advertising and then post the link to the site. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I went in there and wrote something like, you know, apparently Brian Meeks is really terrible at advertising his own course, something like that. Cause he asked me to do it. It was very funny. Made me Did laugh. Did you get any hate mail from it? 
No, no, no. People all Google. People all giggled at it and laughed at it because oh, okay. I think he responded to it right after. So, yeah, yeah they knew that that I was just joking around. So, <laughs> um, copywriting. So I think you. I really do. You know what? I, I hadn't thought of that until I'm just literally rambling through this paragraph of words I'm saying that maybe I should go ahead and look. I, I, I know I bought a copywriting course off of Udemy, and maybe I should go ahead and look at it. Um, not today because I have other things I want to do today, but maybe throughout the week, maybe while I'm on this trip that's coming up, um, I can try to take a look at it and see uh, if there's something that can help me uh, try to figure out how to write the right words to get people to go in and actually leave me a review. Because right yeah. now, that's the one thing that's driving me crazy. And I'm not even sure if if I should care right now because I only have one book, but I think I should. I'm pretty sure that I should. So I think you should always care about that. Yeah. But I think it's about educating um, people on the importance of it. Because I feel like if I would have known how important it was to Carl Zinsmeister and his book sales, I probably would have been, you know, more apt to go in and leave him a review. But I didn't yeah. know. Because we're relatively nice people, right? I mean, mostly. I think we, people like me. We care about other people, right? I think. We do care. Okay. We're okay. We're good people. That's what's come <laughs> out of this podcast. Podcast number 42, the most important podcast of all time. We've just learned we're good people. <laughs> and modest. And, and very modest. Oh, yeah. Very, very <laughs> modest. Okay. So- so, what so I had a, a bit of a, what's that? What did you learn this week? Yeah, I had a bit of a, a, a epiphany is the wrong word. I had clarity. I had clarity this week. Um, so I, I talked last week in the podcast about, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with this series. I was going to figure it out as I went along. Did this novella, did I want it to be book two? I've already written book two and three. Were they going to become book three and four? I, I really had no idea. Remember I said, I think I told you that I wanted to create two series. Yeah. Series. One was, series. <laughs> series. I, I don't know what the word is, um, <laughs> where series n- number one is all the novels and series number two are all the novellas that go along with it. But I wanted to have them as separate series. Seri- now you got me all series. weird. I don't know how to say it now. And um, <laughs> so then, then uh, my, one of my best pals in the entire world, Paul Teague, um, he sent me a Twitter note, uh, after, and he, he basically gave me his thoughts on all the words that I had said last week, uh, that were formed into really rambling sentences. He said, okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. He said, here's my take on your writing plans for what it's worth. Finish your novella and get it out there ASAP. Make it free promo it like crazy via book funnel story origin, prolific works that will build your list. Uh, hopefully sell book one, then finish books two and three as soon as you can. Get them out there. The novella builds the list and sells book one. Then when you have three books, you promo book one free or 99 cents, sell books two and three. I agree with everything he said right there. That yeah. all is going to happen. With The only exception is I may put novella novella number one out there for 299 and not make it free. I don't know yet. I haven't decided on that. I understand that if it's free – then it makes it a lot easier for people to download and read. And then that might get people um, reading book one quicker, more people yeah. reading book one. I'm not sure about that yet. I, I, I need to think about that. I was happy making it free when it was, when it was 10,000 words, 12,000 words, but at 25,000 words, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Um, what if you I make could, it free for a while? What's that? Just make it free for a little while. Yeah, that's a thought. Maybe you make it free for a while um, and then put a price on it at some point. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's another thing I could put in the equation. I'm, I'm just not sure what I want to do with that. Yeah. The good thing about that is that um, if I if I raise my book one price to three ninety nine or four ninety nine, I think I'm, I think I really want to make it four ninety nine right now. Then that means when it's time to promo, um, when it's time when books two and three are out there. Then you can run promos on book one and sites like BookBub and some of the other email marketing ones, they like it when you run promos. They like it when the book is full price. Then you make it 99 cents for the promo or free for the promo. You know, they really like that. So that that yeah. really – everything there fits together really well, everything that he said so far. Now, the next thing he said was everything else is a distraction, including Patreon. You need sales, subscribers, and reviews, and then everything flows from that. Then – and that all makes sense also with the exception of, I will say that Patreon is not really a distraction for me because I don't do, I don't, the stuff that I do like Patreon and some of the other stuff that I do for, for this like author career, um, it's not necessarily a distraction because I don't do it during the times that I'm writing. Um, you know, if it's, I remember the Patreon thing I set up on a Friday night a couple weeks ago, during, I was in the middle of a fantasy football draft. That was draft number two of like 14. And, um, and 
I was waiting for my time to pick again. I wasn't going to be writing anyway. So I just opened up Patreon while I'm sitting here and just looked at it. So that stuff is not necessarily a distraction to me because it, it's not, I'm not taking time away from the writing to do that stuff. But I think what he's talking about, because you had mentioned when you talked about Patreon last week, you had talked about you have to follow through. And that was going to be kind of a challenge for you because you set these goals and then you don't meet the goals, which is fine when it's just dealing with you. But then with Patreon, mm. if you set a goal, you have to come through. And so I think maybe that's what he's talking about, it being a distraction. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think when I when I do that, I have to just make sure the goals are things that I'm not going to uh, go out of the way or have to like nothing can take away from the writing time that that's yeah. that, that's how I'm trying to do this whole thing is that nothing will t I, you know at, at lunchtime on um, Monday and Tuesday Wednesday Friday I will always be writing now like I said Tuesday and Wednesday are going to shift around but I'm going to take away Tuesday's writing time but I'm going to add it somewhere else so it, it's I'm not taking away I'm not taking away hours of my writing from the from the week so yeah um, so you're right I, I that, that's definitely possible and if that's the case I just have to make sure that the goals that I create for this patron um, are goals that I can do. For example, a dollar a month, you get my eBooks. That doesn't change anything. I, I'm, I, the only thing that does is that means, okay, now it's, um, release date is, you know, March 1st on, on February 24th. I just have to put an email together to the, the, the Patreon people and say, here's where you can go get it, which means I have to put it in yeah. book funnel. I have to do some extra work there, but that's extra work. I think I would do anyway. And I think of that, if somebody's paying me a dollar a month, I'm still making money. I'm still getting paid off of them. So, and if I only put out two books a year or three books a year at, let's say three ninety nine, that's 12 bucks and at a dollar a month, that's 12 bucks that they're paying me. So that's 12 bucks I'm getting. I'm not losing the 70% from Amazon or from whoever there. So I think, I think that's all okay. I, I think that mm -hmm. in, in that case, but I will agree with you in terms of the Patreon, let's let the $5 level, you know, if I decide I want to do an hour in the morning on Saturdays, does that take away from the hour of just straight writing? I would be, yeah, it possibly I, it could. probably, probably will if you're going to be interacting with people. Yeah. So then that, I just have to make sure that I work that in at a different time or I, I get that extra yeah. hour somewhere else. I just have to make sure that I keep that, the amount of hours per week that I write has to stay the same. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then he wrote the thing that this is next thing he's wrote is he wrote is the thing where I actually disagree where he wrote, um, if your series sells, you can write the standalone novellas to expand the universe and make more money from it. If your series doesn't sell, move on, create a new series, rinse and repeat. He says, you're planning to build a mansion before you've checked the foundations. But he's a lot better at metaphors than I am. <laughs> um, he said, you've written book two and book three, get them out there and get them earning. Everything else is a distraction until you have an audience. So everything there makes sense, except I disagree with, I, how do I say this right? I'm not sure if I'm at a point in this author career where I care about money. Um, I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to finish that first book. Just be like, Hey, I finished the book. And I'm thinking to myself, no, no, I want to finish this series. I just want to write a series. That's what I want to do. I want to write a series. I love star Wars. I love all the stuff, all the expanded stuff. I love the, I am number four stuff, all the expanded stuff he did there. I, I kind of want an idea for you. Go ahead. Follow what Paul Teague says, do books one, two, and three, move on to your next series, which will get you more followers, more readers, and then do like Star Wars and go back and finish your series because then people are going to love you from your second series and then they're going to want to read your first series and pull people in that way. The only thing about that is if you, if you do have readers and you end book four on a cliffhanger, which book four will, I already know how it's going to end. And then you just stop. You're going to lose all those readers. You're going to lose those people and be like, where's well, it depends on, I think it depends on how many readers you have. If, if that would work or not, like if you have a huge following then of course keep going. But if you're having trouble getting a following, try a new series like Paul Teague says, but then you can always go back to it. I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to, instead of trying to come up with reasons and excuses, I really want to finish this series. Like I really want it to be from start to finish. Um, I honestly believe that if you have a good story, which I think I do, if you have good covers, which I will get them professionally made, so they will be good. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay paying for those. Um, and if you have good blurbs, which I know the first one's good because Brian Cohen helped me write it. Uh, I figured <laughs> how to do the rest of them, but um then I think you can actually sell anything you want. I actually think, a, I mean, the 50 shades of gray series sells like crazy and they're terrible. And, um, so <laughs> they I honestly, good points, but mostly yeah. they're terrible. 
So, well, they're terrible. So, um, I just think that, that I want to, I want to write this. I don't care how many books it is. It's going to be as many books as it takes for me to finish the series. And if it's seven novels and seven novellas, I think I'm going to finish them. I'm just going to write it. So the, the thing where him and I, I think differ right now is we are at different points with our goals, with like our, our life goals, our, our author goals. Like I'm not necessarily in a giant hurry to quit my job and become a full-time author. Like I just got another raise a couple of days ago. I make really good money. Um, I like my job. I don't necessarily like to drive every day, but I'm okay with it. Um, so if, if I don't become a full-time author for 15 years, then that's fine. I, I think I'm okay with that. I think the more important goal to me than, than making money is finishing the series because I want to have a, like, I want to have a fun series out there where I can point to my author page on, on Amazon and you can see book one, book two, all the way through book seven or yeah. however many it is, but book five, whatever it ends up being right now I'm planning for seven, but, and then you well, also have you- the- can't you also do another series like so put books one through three out do book one of another series with the anticipation that book four in this series will be out you know late 2021 book one of this series will be out early 2021 and just kind of do them consecutively so when you when you start you don't you don't listen to as many podcasts as i do right no okay so a lot of the author (laughs) podcasts i listen to talk about how hard it is to jump from one series to the, the next. And it would be two different genres. One would be um, science fiction, time travel type thing. The other one would be space opera, Star Wars, because that's what my second series is going to be. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, I also want to write a mystery. I want to write an Agatha Christie style, whodunit, Hercule Perot mystery. But the minute, so let's say I put books one, two, and three out there, and even book four out there, whatever. And I get them out, and then I decide, okay, I'm going to switch over here. When I switch over to do a mystery or even the space opera, you're almost starting over with no audience. Like you have zero audience. Oh, because I guess in different genres, that, right. that would be harder, yeah. Yeah, like if I was going to write another science fiction book, then maybe that would be okay. Yeah. But well, a lot of romance authors do that. They have three, four different series out there, and they put out one book for each series a year. Um, just at different times of the year, but it's still the same genre. It's the same readers. Yeah. Yeah. Their fans will go from one book to the next because it's the same genre. It's the same. It's what they like. I don't know if somebody who's reading my time travel book will flip over and read my first book in my space opera series. So I I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy right now. Like I don't check my money every day and see have I made money today. I mean, I check to see if I made sales, but I'm not adding up my money. On October first, the first batch of money will be put in my bank account, and I'll be excited about it. But I'm all I really care about right now is just getting the next book done and getting the series done. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where him and I differ in terms of um, our our opinions on on what should be done. You know, as an author, where I'm at right now. I think the other thing for him might be that he has a lot more books out there. Um, I'm to the point now where I want to get a bunch of books out there. You know, they say that, um, book, book one or, or the novella should be your reader magnet. Well, I decided a a couple months ago that actually book one's going to be my reader magnet. Mm -hmm. And then I think I've decided now that the series is going to be my author magnet. Like the way that I want to get people to come and read me is by having a series to write. So my plan right now, um, again, and I change my mind every single week. So just because it's right now doesn't mean it will be next week. But my plan right now will be finish the novella. It's everything that he said at the beginning of this, this message to me, finish the novella, use book funnel story origin and prolific works to build my list. Uh, Immediately start working on books two and three, the minute book. Okay. So as soon as the novella is ready and actually in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to raise book one's price. Um, The minute book three is finished and I have three books at least one novella and maybe more. I don't know yet. Um, that's when I drop the price of book one back down and do promos on it, try to get book bumps. That's when I'm going to start worrying about money more than anything is once I yeah. get book three out there and I'm, I'm like in the process of writing book four, that's when I'm going to start worrying about money. I'm going to, you know, and then, and then to be honest with you, it could be that at that point, maybe my opinion has changed and I can just write book four to an ending of the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right now, where I'm at is I want to write this whole thing. I want it to be a bunch of books. I want a bunch of novels. I want to be able to, at some point, when I get ready to start my second series, I want to be able to say, hey, look, I have 14 books out there. Seven of them are novels. Seven of them are novellas. 
And if, if you want to start reading, here's book one. Um, now you can get yourself 14 books. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that. The thought of that, just the idea of having that. Now, like I said, when, when I start running advertisements on this thing while I'm writing book four and maybe this, the, the sales are terrible, maybe then I decide. I will say that there are a lot of people in the podcast I listen to that get interviewed who say things like, well, yeah, um, you know, I'm writing this series right now and my book one has been selling like crazy. My first series from like five years ago has been selling like crazy. And I kind of think that could happen too. Where, okay, I'm going to write my space opera and somebody finds it and they go, hey, who's this character Petros? I'm like, oh yeah, you want to read about him? He was mentioned way back in book one of my other series. Yeah. Well, go read that too. And now I've got like these 14 books out there that I can push people towards. And again, I, again I'm new at this. So, so who knows if I'm doing it right or not? Maybe, I don't even know if there's a right way. I think everybody has their own right way. So yeah, that's well, my plan right now. Stay tuned um, to Twitter. Let's see what Paul Teague has to say. Or anyone. I, I want to hear from anyone. I did get an email from someone. Was an, I can't remember if it was an email or a tweet from somebody and I should have had it pulled up, but I don't, I'm going to find it because I think it's in my podcast folder. There it is. Um, it's from... Okay, so I don't have that email anywhere. This is why I'm not a professional podcaster. And I'm just a amateur podcaster because you think I'd have this email ready somewhere, but I don't. Yeah, anyway. Okay, so that's my current plan. That is where I'm at right now. The person that emailed me said something to the effect of, you know, I'm still working on my first book and I have the same issues you do where every day I change my mind on what I want to do. And it was mm-hmm. nice to hear that from somebody who's kind of thinking the same way I am. So yeah, whoever that was, I apologize so much for not having your email up and ready to read. I thought it was a, tw- Oh, you know you what? I bet- it. You it was a, it was a tweet. I know it was a tweet. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, um, what have you learned? Um, well, I've learned that the story grid is supposed to be the answer to all of my confusion. Okay. So, um, I'm banking on that. Um, so like I said, I'm going to finish the book. I'm going to reread it and then I'm going to start putting my story in a grid. Um, and just kind of following big Sean and his, his, his ways of the force. Okay. That's funny. What, um, what are your confusions right now? I'm curious. Um, my confusions are, um, do I have the the change in scene so you know sean says that the she the the scene should start um you know say a positive and end a negative or a double positive and end a positive so there should be some sort of arc in every scene and i don't know that i have that in one chapter in particular um i think that he would just scrap my whole project if you read it because it's literally just 2000 words of dialogue. Um, and it puts a lot of information out there, but when I wrote it, I didn't know all of this stuff that I know now. Um, so I need to go back definitely and work on that particular chapter. But, um, and then there's a lot of confusion and timing. Like, do I have enough information on the important stuff and do I need to cut anything out of the non-important stuff? Um, but I haven't really gone back and read the whole book. You know, I'm changing it from first person to third person. So I've done a little over half of it, but, um, I wrote it a while ago now and, um, I need to refresh my memory. And I think that's, what's causing confusion too. It's just like the not knowing, the not remembering how I did things. And so when I put it into that story grid, I think it really will, um, take the confusion away. I will say that it did for me. Like that story grid was one of the biggest things that helped me because it, it's almost like if somebody says to me, yeah, you know, you just do what you feel and you do what your gut says. And I'm like, ah, I need more than that. But then he says, make sure it turns. It's got to start one yeah. way and end the other. And- I do like that. He said your first draft, just get the story out. Don't try to make it right. Don't try to make it perfect. Don't, don't go back and edit anything. Your first draft is going to be junk. And I appreciate that because I feel like my first draft is just the story, but as far as a novel goes, it is junk. And so um, I appreciate that he mentioned that and didn't make me feel like I don't have any idea what I'm doing, that I, I am on the right track. I am doing what a lot of authors do. So that was comforting. That was one of the things I remember that was like the biggest for me when I was doing this was, you know, you feel, you sit there and you feel a certain way and, and then I, I that, 
I hear an interview with an author who says, oh yeah, this is what's happening to me. I'm like, oh my God, that's happening to me too. So this is normal. This feeling is normal. You know, that's a, that's a good, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what do you have going this week? Okay. So this week is yet another not normal week. Um, tomorrow it's going to be another one of those weeks where I'm never home again. My poor dogs. I feel so bad for them. Tomorrow, um, I do my two-hour lunch, my yoga in the evening, and then I'm going to another bar in Cleveland to do a fantasy football draft. Um, that's with some. That's with a, a coworker of mine, a friend of mine who, um, it's it's all of his friends. You know, he got me in the draft. The number of fantasy football leagues I'm in, where it's I'm in with one person and all of their friends, because that one person says, "Yeah, he'll get in. He gets in every single draft. He he can't. He possibly can." So, um, <laughs> that's going to be. Uh, uh, that draft um, tomorrow I have a 90 minute lunch, but I think we're probably going to do games again. Um, mm. So I won't, I won't write at lunch on Tuesday, but that means I'll leave work a little bit early and try to go. And then before golf, I might get an hour in. I know I'm in the first group at the golf course. So I'm not sure how much time I'm going to get in before I, I have to tee off, but um, I'll try to get a little bit in. But then Wednesday it all gets fun where um, after work, I'm heading to the airport. I don't know. My flight isn't until 8.30 at night. I don't know if I'm going to write at lunch or maybe I'll just leave work at like 4, go to the airport, um, and then sit for a couple hours there and write. But I will write for a couple hours. I just don't know what time. And that is because Wednesday night I am heading to Las Vegas for a little vacation where, um, uh, again, it's fantasy football related. I have two fantasy football drafts on Friday and then another one on Saturday morning. Um a couple of years ago, I started playing in these high stakes leagues and it's really fun and it costs a lot of money and you, I don't win very often, but I do win every now and then two years ago, I won like four grand, which was fun. Um, nice. but last year I didn't win anything. So, um, that's exciting. And then, you know, in Vegas Thursday, I have pretty much the entire day free where I'll write in the morning. I have a free breakfast buffet at the Bellagio on Thursday morning and then I'll write. And then me and my buddy, Brian, what's up, Brian? I know you listen. And then probably his wife, Jennifer, will probably meet up because he's going to be out there the same weekend. So we'll meet up and go do something and hang out. And then sat, and then Friday, I have my drafts. And then Saturday, I have one in the morning. I'll watch some college football on Saturday, but I'll write. Um, I'll get a lot of writing in. I think the goal for this week is to get through the the, the final I don't know, four chapters or so that I have left of this novella of this edit that I am. And then I'll go through it again, but it'll be a, it'll be just to tighten it up. And then I'm going to send it off to the editor. She, I told her many months ago that I'm going to send her 12,000 words. And she said, Oh yeah, send it to me whenever. Um, I'll just fit it in. Don't need to schedule it. Cause it's not very many words. And, Uh-oh. and now it's going to be more. So I have to let her know ahead of time. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I, you know, it could be back in my hands by the middle of September and ready to go you know, at some point then, which is exciting. Cause that means I get to start working on book two, which I can't wait for. So. Yeah. And then Sunday I fly home. Um, I don't get home until five, six o'clock. We have to work out when we're going to do this podcast. Can you do it? We might be doing it on Labor Day. I don't know if you have any plans on Labor Day, but yeah, I'm going away for the weekend. Oh, you are. Um, oh, so we, yeah. We, so we'll, we'll do it Monday. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be back on Labor Day. What's that? You'll be back Sunday. No, I'll be back Monday afternoon. Okay. So I have a draft Monday night, so we'll just have to fit it in between there and meet yeah, me. we'll work it out. Okay, so then, uh, so that's my plans for the week. Um, when I get back, I have Labor Day off and a bunch of fantasy football drafts, and then the football season starts September, I don't know, thirteenth or fourteenth, whatever that day is. And then after that, I have nine straight weeks of normal weeks where I just work. Well, you say that now, you may have just jinxed yeah, yourself. That's probably true, but. <laughs> my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are switched around because I joined a different bowling team. My bowling team of many, many years folded this year. Um, mm. So I joined a different league and this league is close to work, which means um, I could not write on Tuesday because of the game days, but then I could leave work at like four on Wednesday. Um, bowling doesn't start till like six 30. And I, I know the bowling alley, it's like 10 minutes from my, my work. And I could actually go just go hang out with my laptop and eat dinner and write for a couple hours before bowling starts. So those hours will go. be made up and it's, you know, I, I like that. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So what about you? What's your yeah. week like? Um, I'm going to keep looking for a job and work on the TEFL training. Um, a lot of reading. I, I do want to read this, um, this story grid book again. Um, I want to get to that book that uh, Kat Bammer suggested. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to dig into my book a little bit. Um, even if just kind of 
Well, I'm going to finish changing it from first person to third person, but I might, just depending on time, I guess, I'd like to dig into it and just pick a paragraph here and there and just go through it and see how I can make it better just for fun. Um, Kean starts Boy Scouts uh, tomorrow, so that's going to be every Monday. So that'll be a little bit less writing time, um, but I usually do most of my writing and work after he goes to bed at night, so it'll just depend on how tired I am. Um, but we're pretty excited for Boy Scouts. He's a wee below now. Oh, I don't know if you know what that means. No clue. He gets, he gets to wear a tan shirt instead of a blue shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can just buy okay. him tan shirts. <laughs> but then he would be a Cub Scout, not a wee below. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. And then Friday, um, we are going to the mountains for the weekend. Nice. Um, I'm going to take my computer with me and I plan on doing some work. The The views that they show on the website are amazing yeah so i'm hoping to set my computer up and um be able to do some writing looking at those views who's Um, we're going with friends of ours and they have three children so there's going to be four adults and four children so hopefully i'll get a little bit of quiet time we'll see okay well there you go all right well that's my week that's um that's the podcast this week do you have any do you have anything else no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a pretty boring podcast, I think, this week, right? And this was supposed to be the most important one, 42. That's true. Well, we did we did discover that we're good people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, You're so right. if you have any questions, if you have any comments, or maybe you just want to compliment us on, on how good we are, um, you can email <laughs> me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. You can go to my website. I plan on working my, on my website a little bit this week, too. I want to get a, a books page up there. So maybe maybe by next Sunday or Monday, if you want to go check it out and be disappointed because I didn't actually do anything, um, you can go to my website, jerryevanoff.com. Uh, find me on Twitter, jerryE25 um, is my Twitter handle, or you can just search out my name and you should find it. And like I said, if you guys want to send me emails or tweets or whatever um, on um, just – what you were thinking when you were writing your first series, like, did you know ahead of time um, what you wanted to do? Did you know it was going to be X amount of books? Did you know how you were going to sell it? I'm really curious what people's state of mind was when they were writing their series, their very first series. And they, did they know, did you know what you were going to do? So that's, that's yeah, my because question. The way that you and I did it were completely different and we share DNA. So yeah. Well, we, well, yeah, we had the <laughs> test taken. So we, we know for a fact we do actually. We do share DNA. Yeah. That's right. Uh, if, if you want to email me, you can reach me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. You can check out my webpage, uh, lindsayevanoff.com. And you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash author, Or you can find me on Instagram at author. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. See y'all later. Thanks for listening to the New Author Podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.